show it's me and i got jeff again jeff hello your third straight appearance believe so yeah thank you again for having me dale hey you're always welcome like that you uh yeah you like that do all those eyes on it yeah i i'm using it specifically because it's got the all-seeing eyes on it which i have a little thing to point out the eye on the dollar bill it's not the all-seeing eye. Oh, but first I got to introduce what we're what? talking about. Yeah. So if you read the title to this episode and you're like, how could he say something like that? Because I'm going to call it the worthy Illuminati, the good guys are, okay. were they good or something to that extent? I got to see which words fit best. So if you came here and you felt like I was trolling you, I am and I'm not. Because if you go by the historical record of what the Illuminati were, they were the good guys. But if you go by David Icke, who's batshit crazy, I'll just get that right out there. My opinions on him. Then they are the secret bloodline of the reptilian race who, if you listen to last, not last week's, but last episode about alien hybrids, uh, that all kind of dovetails into what David Icke thinks the Illuminati is because he thinks that the reptilians were the ones who made hybrids with humans. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't think that the reptilian. Okay, what he thinks is, okay, when I said that it dovetails into David Icke's theory quite nicely, it doesn't at all. I'm sorry I said that. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a parallel theory. Yeah. So rather so what, than the aliens, the gray aliens, or the uh, Nordic aliens coming down and yep. splicing genes with the uh, primate of the time, the theory, proto-magnon. the proto-magnon. Ooh. Ooh, the theory now goes. That's such a good way. Ah, well, uh, if I could have just thought of that last time. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Proto-magnon is the best. It's like that, the best way to say it. That's a great way to say it. There we go. Um, Someone will call you and tell you that that is incorrect, but we'll uh, we'll yeah. go with proto- proto-magnon. Thanks, science nerds. This is the nerds. one. Pla- this is the one nerds. podcast that's gonna trap science nerds. The ones where I talk about alien hybrids, they'll be like, "It was all." scientifically correct till you said proto magnon <laughs> <laughs> oh that's such a good name for a band proto magnon yeah that what okay. was the one i said the other day that was oh uh weirdo heat okay so okay let's actually, give the people okay the actual uh, actually okay, go the for reason it. david ike doesn't match up with the alien hybrid is because david ike doesn't believe the reptilians hybrid hybridized um, proto-magnons he believes that they came in and just made half reptilians half humans so david ike jumps onto the human race history jumps onto the race after we're humans so he thinks that there's this reptilian race that makes half reptilians half humans to i'll get into what he believes after because i don't want to like get oh, really? tripped Spoilers. up in the gears yet yeah. <laughs> there's so many times where we're going to get caught up in the gears with this because this goes everywhere because it's like the Illuminati. The reason I wanted to do this is because it's like, they're the big bad of most conspiracy theories. They're like the like shadowy figure that you don't know the face. It's like, Oh, that's the Illuminati. But my personal opinion is 
I don't even think they're really that secret of an organization or running everything. I think they are a disinformation group that whoever is actually running everything came up with as like a misdirect. So you'd be like, oh, that's the Illuminati. And they'd be like, yes, it is. Do I know who's actually in charge of everything? No. Do I know if it's actually one group that's in charge of everything? No. But that's not what we're here to decide. We're just here to give you a crash course introductory to the Illuminati. So where should we begin? Well, let's begin with you, Jeff. Okay. This is where I out you for being Illuminati. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, it was this close. It depends on your class of Illuminati. Are, you wanted me to tell the story of my potential recruitment to the, yeah. uh, the Shriners? Okay. <laughs> Actually, wait, wait. First, okay. I want to get back to the cup thing that I mentioned and then yes. just forgot because I have a bad habit of bringing stuff up and forgetting. What? So, I know, right? <sighs> Who said that? Um, the actual, okay, first of all, you could actually look into this as a weird thing because the Illuminati started in 1776. And you know what else started in the 1776? The USA. Well, that's when yeah. they signed their paper or whatever. They started before that, but whatever. But the actual, sorry, I'm just scrolling through my notes to find that this paragraph that I put in about. Was, uh, yeah, 1776 in Bavaria, in Germany. That's where. Bavaria. Uh, Bavaria. You have to say it like that. You have to say Bavaria. Bavaria. Yeah, we're going to get into the historical of it just a sec. As soon as I super smoothly find this paragraph I took down. I was like, I don't want to keep looking at all these pot, these different um, websites. So what I'll do is I'll get a big page of notes and I'll put everything I want to talk about in there and then I can lose it. Got <laughs> <laughs> right in time for the show. Uh, awesome. Oh my God. Okay. Basically it's, oh, I, I can't actually just, cause I got to say what it is. Oh, okay. I'm, so, here. I'm, all, I'm all ready to go. I found it. Okay. I'm not going to edit that out either because I want you to see how the fudge is packed, how the podcast is made. It's funny because Derek on, the other, Derek on the other podcast, he's like, don't give them a peek behind the curtain. Nobody wants to see that. Whereas me, when I listen to podcasts and it goes off the rails, I'm like, I want it to hear it all. I don't yeah, so want you, them to edit it out. All right. Okay. So they, you want uh, they want to know how the sausage is packed. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Don't you? Mm, yeah backstory no i think we've had this uh we've had this discussion before where it's like i either like extremely quick uh heavily edited podcasts or super Mm -hmm. long drawn out ones where they're guys like us talking about stuff and for uh, me i gotta look up wikipedia really quick yeah for me personally i like the long drawn out ones because i do them while I'm working with my hands and like, I don't do them. I listen to them while like other podcasts while I'm working. So if it's too like concise and fast, it like, it gives us like underlying agitation where if we do the conversational tone, there's like a relaxed piece to it where it's like, it's kind of annoying because I look through my notes for 10 minutes and you're like, just get to the fucking point. But on the other hand, it's not like that YouTube thing where it's like, and then, and then, the super cut, uh, yeah. super cuts, like everything's edited heavily. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's like that. Uh, did you see Dunkirk? I did. You know how in the music they have this music where it's just like, Whoa, and then they keep restarting it for every scene. 
So it feels like it's constantly escalating as you go. Oh, I don't know if I noticed that. I'll have to watch it again. Oh, well, it's a thing that like you will notice now that I said it. Totally. But uh, that's what I feel like those podcasts that have quick edits for. They're just like, and it just feels like it keeps rising. Building and building. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it keeps you on the edge of your seat, right? And like, whereas whereas here, we want you to take the whole seat. Lean back, take the back of the seat too. That's like 70% more seat that will deliver to you. You're paying full seat. Use the whole seat. Exactly. You know, it's the reverse of the monster truck theory where you pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> well, I paid for the whole seat. I want the whole seat. Oh, wait. <laughs> if we're talking monster trucks, just scrap everything I said. We're going to make a monster truck podcast <laughs> okay. where it's just Man. me and you screaming quick edits. I friggin' love the monster trucks. Don't even Dude, get me monster started. Monster trucks are great. Yeah. I like the redneck in me is just screaming for, uh, for, for monster trucks. Like. Mm-hmm. And the jam yeah. comes by, the monster jam comes back to Vancouver. I'm yeah. going. We definitely are. Yeah. Okay, so in the eye on the back of the dollar bill, see, I didn't forget, is yeah. actually called the Eye of Providence. And heard that it before. was, sorry? I've heard that before, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, here, I'll just, read, I'll just read a paragraph out of Wikipedia. Might as well start you with some light reading because there's going to be a lot of reading. <laughs> In this episode, I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) Uh, The Eye of Providence was adopted as part of the symbolism featured on the reverse side of the Great Seal of the United States. It was first proposed as an element of the Great Seal by the first of three design committees in 1776. So I just wanted to say the name of it and the date that it came out, because how could this be the all seeing eye that the Illuminati uses if it was conceived in the united states by a design team the same year the illuminati came about and the reason is winky dink whoever created the uh, the illuminati as a false start for you to go look somewhere else also created the united states no i don't know i just made that up i don't know if that's actually a thing i feel like that's a lot like uh Twitter jokes. You know how people get all upset on Twitter, like you stole my joke. I'm like, multiple people have the same thought at the same yeah. time. Yes, there's a lot of joke theft amongst mm-hmm. the social media sites, but it is possible that two people have the exact same thought at the exact same time, or roughly within the same time frame, depending on what's going on within the world. So at the time, think about the social uh, mores of the era. The uh, Look back throughout history, a lot of places have like the eye or a body part that represents something. Uh, the eye isn't really, you know, native to America or native to Germany at mm-hmm. Bavaria at the time. Think of the eye of Ra in Egypt, the eye of uh, the tiger. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, the <laughs> the eye is like a. It's like it's not like it's an outside symbol. It's not like it's something that is completely avoidable as a symbol or symbology of us watching over you and for the better good. Yeah, actually, I should also say that the uh, the eye of providence is supposed to be the benevolent eye of God looking out over all of mankind to make sure, I don't know, you do good and you have a good life. Whereas the all seeing eye, uh, fun fact, the Illuminati has an official website, IlluminatiOfficial.org. I don't know if that's the actual newsletter or... But they have all their symbols they use, like the owl and the eye and the pyramid and yeah. all that stuff. And um, 
they say that they're, uh, they're all seeing eye is basically that they're looking out for all of humanity and oh. they want to make humanity better. So it's even like, it's not even just the same design. It's the same thought behind it. Whereas they kind of want to replace God with themselves. Yes. You could read into that as much as you want too. representative on earth. That's what the uh, church had big grumbles with the Illuminati in the first place. I just rumbles. I just like they got a chain and they're ripping each other. And they're, let's meet under the overpass for a rumble. Yeah. Uh, brass knuckles. What's yeah. that thing that you could order out of the back of Mad Magazine? A blackjack? It's like a leather strap. These. Oh yeah, you like rumble fucking yeah. knock people out with in the fifties totally. if you're a private <laughs> dick. Uh, we all a little <laughs> private dick here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I like to make this private dick a little more public, if you know what I mean. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't. Is that wrong? Can I not wrong. say that in no, this time that. and age? No, uh, maybe not. Maybe not right now. Keep it private. private. I should, maybe I should hold the release of this podcast for two years so society crumbles and we no longer care about PC. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. Back okay, on task. Back on track. So let's, let's go with the historical beginnings okay so 1776 bavaria in it's a you know part of germany uh, it's uh i've actually it's, been there it's pronounced bavaria i've actually been there it's actually pretty cool uh yeah it's a nice it's more like that's kind of like the munich area of germany mm-hmm. it's pretty neat there did you have the cream that's the only thing i know about bavaria Bavarian cream? Cream. no 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 there there it's that's where like uh oktoberfest originated oh really oh yeah so it happens uh around gluttons that, after that my own heart yeah totally <laughs> lots of churches lots of uh things that actually point right back in this direction so okay oh, take it away uh, the illuminati since i've just scattered all over the place i'll give you my three main so four more main sources for this podcast including wikipedia that's always a source that should just be default uh but i listened to a podcast called secret societies the NWO and the Illuminati, like they're they're doing like a five part series on who's behind the NWO, the New World Order, and they're just say the first episode they're like, is it the Illuminati? And by the end they're like, no. Nah. But uh, I didn't listen to the other five because they don't pertain to this particular podcast, so I'll just pretend I didn't bring that up. Quick point of discussion: uh, Did you uh, by any chance watch that? There's like this one theory that the Illuminati base is in the underside of the denver airport Did oh you, i've you heard, heard about a that one? little bit about so, that i haven't like, looked into the denver the construction airport. of the denver airport went like two billion dollars over budget when they rebuilt it and mm-hmm. the committee that built you brought up new world order it was the uh new world airport alliance that sponsored the uh the, the building of the airport and i was like oh that's that's, that's weird. They're yeah. like trying to make a connection to New World Order to that. That is that a two billion dollar cost overrun for an airport, and there's like no access to the lower levels. Yeah, supposedly. Interesting. I have heard a little bit about it, but supposedly there's like a plaque in one of the wings that dedicate. That's a dedication, and apparently, if you rub it or do something right to it, it opens a secret passage to the underground of the airport. Rub I don't know if right. that's true. The underground is probably just full of toxic waste. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not as exciting as you'd think. It's probably, it is. yeah, probably way less exciting. Um, yeah. I then I read a National Geographic article that is Meet the Man Who Started the Illuminati. And if you want this story about how the Illuminati started with no flavor or dick jokes, 
and go read that. It's uh, I'm not going to get that here. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's dry. I'm just going to say it's Melba toast. It's fucking dry. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I like it because it's factual and it's straightforward. And it's like at this day and age to get like media printed stuff like media through print and it not being gigantically swayed in one way or the other. It's pretty nice to just get something that's like doesn't worry about the political thoughts behind everything. And it's just like, here's what we know. It's nice, ma'am. Yeah. I'm sure there are there are other articles aren't that good. And then I listened to an audio book, a grand unified conspiracy theory by Isaac Weishaupt, who if you're like, wait, he's got the same last name as that other guy. Gonna say. It's because it's a synonym. It's his pen name that he picked that because okay. it's the uh, same the last name as the guy who started the Illuminati because. Yeah, Isaac Weishaupt does a whole, he has a podcast series too. It's called uh, Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. And he's really into looking for like Illuminati symbolism and stuff and popular music and culture. So it's pretty good. Like anytime like a new movie comes out or something, he'll like go through it and be like, these are the Illuminati symbols that are in here. So, and he's actually, so I'm going to talk, when I talk about David Icke, it's from this audiobook because the thing about David Icke is if you can keep one degree of separation from reading it personally, like if you just like read someone else who summarizes it for you, do that. So you don't accidentally get addicted to the crazy that David Icke is because it's like David Icke conspiracy is like heroin. It's so good. And you know, you could die at any second, but you just, you still want it. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stop. It's just delicious. <laughs> so here we go. So the Illuminati was founded in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt in Bavaria, which was in the central part of Germany. Yeah. Like you've been there. It's like right in like, cause is Germany shaped like an hourglass? I'm really bad. Uh, I think it's more of a rectangle, but yeah, it's a yeah, rectangle. A rectangle. It's rectangular. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is a direct quote from the National Geographic article because they said oh, it's it a little cool. hourglassy, I guess. It's it's yeah. kind of like a, it looks like a kind of like a squat tree. Okay, so if it's the, if you go by the hourglass or the squat tree, it's right in the middle. That's where Bavaria yeah. used to be, and now it's gone because Adam Weishaupt ruined it for everybody. <laughs> ruined it for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it just did what countries did, and it amalgamated. So this is from the National Geographic. Convinced that religious ideas were no longer an adequate belief system to govern modern societies, he decided he's Adam Weishaupt to find another form of illumination. And that's where the name Illuminati comes from. I think it's actually just Italian for illumination. I said, uh, I, not Italian, it is. Um, did I say uh, Latin? Latin, thank you. Yep, there you go. I said Italian. <laughs> Illuminati. I meant Latin. Yeah, it's Latin. Italian. It's Illuminati. <laughs> Actually, uh, the word, the Italian word for illumination is illumination. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here, here at the Dale show, we are uh, <laughs> Italian racists. Yeah. 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 I mean, sorry. Um, is it a race or a religion? 
Is it like the Jewish thing? <laughs> Do you, does your mom have to be Italian so you could be Italian? I, I think so. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's, it's patri- patrilineal Italian heritage. Okay. <laughs> he decided to find another form of illumination, a set of ideas and practices that could be applied to radically change the way European states are run. This is why I think he's a, this, the Illuminati is a good guy, because at this time, it's basically the church and, and the monarchy running everything. And it's if you're not like a priest or a royal, it's pretty bleak for you. And then the, the article continues. Weishap was not, he said, against religion itself, but rather the way in which it was practiced and imposed. His thinking, he wrote, offered freedom from all religious prejudices, cultivates the social virtues and animates them a great and feasible and speedy prospect of universal happiness. To achieve this, it was necessary to create a state of liberty and moral equality, freed from the obstacles which subordination, rank, and riches continually throw in our way. So that sounds like I'm sold. How about you? Sounds good to me. No, I mean, that's the thing. The, the, whole, the whole jam with this is it sounds like a great idea to start, right? Mm-hmm. And I, that's how most religions and cults and stuff start, is it sounds <laughs> fantastic when you go in. Yeah. Oh, you mean I could get it on the ground floor of this? Hook me up. Yeah. So when it started, it was just Isaac and no, not Isaac, Adam and four of his friends. And they just went to the forest at night and had these discussions. So you just found a a forest porn and they hung out. Yeah. (laughs) When you hear stuff like this, you're like, was cocaine around back then? That sounds (laughs) Uh, like a real cocaine y thing to do. Wasn't it like laudanum? Or something like that, oh, like a, uh, an early cocaine derivative in that. I in think we saw them because if I <laughs> and four of my friends did a bunch of coke in the middle of a forest, yeah. you can bet we'd come up with a secret society that would run Earth better than can, the way it is right now. We can just go in the woods later and we'll come up with something cool. Mm. It's inspiring to be in the woods. Look at all these trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He saw it more as like an opportunity for like the educated to discuss uh, subjects that the church didn't want. Because back then it was like, did you, did you want to talk a little bit about like the membership requirements for people who uh, were in the Illuminati oh, when Jeffy, it started? I'm going to get to that. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. I got excited. No, it's, it was basically back then it was just, he was going after rich and yeah. people of, of influence. Rich so man. there wasn't like later on, there was like, as it, like, as it grew, there was this thing where whoever wanted to go in the Illuminati, everybody else had to kind of be like, yeah, it's okay to have them. But like any secret society or cult you have, you want rich people so they can fucking back you and like get your fingers around and stuff. So, Oh, another reason why they sound like the good guys is the stuff that they wanted to discuss that the church wasn't letting them. So they want to discuss stuff like secular philosophy merits of democracy and women's education yeah even though women weren't allowed in the illuminati they were talking about women's education yeah it was the side of the times the the the, yeah it was 1776 it was 1776 and if you want a secret of society if you have a woman it's not going to be a secret anymore because if it's just like five dudes going in the forest people are like whatever that's what Uh, people do now they go and talk in the forest but if there's one woman they're like they're obviously witches. Sharon's going <laughs> to tell on us. Sharon's yeah. going to tell on us. She's going to blow this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So 
was I going to say? Karen, because I couldn't come up with a decent uh, 1776 German lady's name. Anna? Karen That's sounds just... like German from the <laughs> 1776. <laughs> or did you say Aaron? You said Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Broomhilda. <laughs> That's always a good German name. Hilda yeah, yeah. or Gerda. That's a Nordic name. What is Broomhilda? Not uh, Broomhilda was a shield maiden uh, from North, oh. North, 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 North mythology. Broomhilda was a was a very famous Valkyrie shield maiden from. Oh, North nice! Mythology. That does not sound like a Valkyrie name. Because when I think of Valkyrie, yeah, (laughs) I think of like chicks in bikini metal armor, and Broomhilda doesn't sound like a girl who would wear bikini metal armor. That if I were creating armor and I were a lady, I would want to protect the boobs. That's the the only thing that needs armor, really. Yeah, that's like if I was a if I was a dude. Yeah, just leave that. If I was going to make if I was going to make dudes armor, there would be a lot more armor on the crotch than anywhere else. Yeah, and it would be longer, like uh, scaled proportionally larger. Like it'd be just like dong, like flexible dong armor, but like way longer than necessary. Like just yeah. just hits just past the knees for uh, for intimidation factor. Yeah, so you could be like, it's totally that big. I need yeah. every. It's totally, scale it's just yeah. I needed that armor. It covers the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like you said. Um, one of like the people they wanted to get in one actually one of their first and most influential uh inductees into the illuminati was baron adolf von Knigge, and he was previously a freemason so he took a lot of the freemasonry stuff and brought it into the illuminati so that's um i don't know i'm not exactly sure of all the stuff that it was the initiations and stuff. It was the like yeah. the ritual, the very much the the uh, Freemasons already had a very church like ritualistic way of indoctrinating their members. So yeah. they uh, the Illuminati was like, "Hey, that's great. Let's uh, let's kind of copy and mimic that and bring that into the order." So it was a lot of the ritual that they put into it. From yeah, and then they had a thirteen tier ranking system. So you'd start at the initiate, you'd go to novice then Minerval, then Illuminous Minor, then Apprentice, then Fellow, Master, Illuminatus Major, Illuminatus Dirigens, Priest, Prince, Magus, and King. Which is disappointing because this to me at this point tells me that they went from having all these good intentions and being the good guys. And then they're like, but I get to be the king because I'm the ruler. And you're like, oh, guys, I invented this. So I'm the king. Yeah. 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 And it's like you were supposed to fight this sort of thought where you were the king because you were better than everybody else. And there are subjects and stuff. So this is to me is kind of where it like I do is a very kingly way to look at things. Ah. I mean, I guess I could be. call myself the king of this podcast. You I'm are. You are the king of the podcast. I'm merely, <laughs> I'm merely but a jester in your court. Yeah, not too many kingdoms are just one person who does everything just so people can pay attention to them. <laughs> um, appointed by God to run this podcast. Yeah. But. but unfortunately, the Illuminati didn't last very long because uh, just eight years after its forming, um, one of the ex-members, 
Here's a good uh, Joseph Uchschneider. Maybe I am pretty good at reading German. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, he got all butthurt and he wrote a letter to the Grand Duchess of Bavaria exposing the society and what they were doing behind closed doors. So in the letter, he wrote that the Illuminati believed suicide was legitimate. So he's like, they think it's okay to do suicide, which back then was a super big crime. It was basically yeah. the equivalent of murder because you were murdering one of God's murder children. Upon oneself. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it was like it was like a, a capital crime back then. Yeah. So it'd be like if you tried to commit suicide and you failed, you'd get charged with attempted murder. So I don't know why the Illuminati would be like, it's okay to commit suicide. I think that was part of that the like alternative philosophy theories of the time, mm, yeah right? like if you want to think about enlightenment it's uh and suicide's kind of a heavy topic to talk about but back in those days i mean it's let's, uh, let's get right let's go knee deep what's your okay, opinion on suicide oh my <laughs> that's who <laughs> let's, let's get fucking right into it i'm okay with it like if somebody mm. wants i don't think it should me, be if someone's crime. suffering if someone's think, suffering and they just yeah. want to fucking end it, go ahead. And they should be given. I don't think people should be able to do it willy nilly. I think there should be like a system set up where it's like you go to this like office and you see like mental health doctors and you go, I feel like I want to kill myself. And they're like, OK, let's look at the reasons why you want to do. And if it's like and if it's legitimate, like I'm in so much pain, life is terrible, then OK, whatever. And the pain. But if it's just stuff like I'm not doing very well in life. Maybe this place could be like, give you job opportunities and stuff like that. And then like a month later, if after all the helping, you still want to commit suicide after you've had like a market increase in your like happiness in your life, then yeah, here's a little room, go in there and it'll be like Futurama. It's just a booth. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it's one of those topics where like, uh, you're talking about it almost like, if you're looking at it in terms of how the the Illuminati and the uh, reigning sort of government of the time were looking at it, mm-hmm. you're, talk, you're talking about a criminal aspect to suicide. It, it, yeah. it should suicide be a criminal act. I don't agree with that. I think that it's, this is, it's like, it's not, it's not a crime. It's a mental health mm-hmm requirement for assistance right like it's not i think criminalizing something like that is makes zero sense so so yeah so i like i i don't know if i have a take on it i mean i obviously don't think that it's a good thing but it's certainly one of those things where you know it's like I'm just going to talk about the crime aspect. Of it. I think it's just, it shouldn't okay. be, it shouldn't be criminal. You can pull the shoot anytime you want. If you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, this is another kind of part where me and the Illuminati ideal ship line up. I don't think they were like being like, people should just do it. I think they're like, yeah. you were saying where it shouldn't be. I think illegal. they're talking about it being criminal. Right. Like, and, and, they're, and yeah. they're thinking their philosophy. And I'm sure that that wasn't one of the only like heavier topics they were discussing when they're talking yeah. about like, cause they're bringing in like, uh, like early Greek, uh, philosophy into their into their talks, right? And at that time, the church was like, "Oh, we are not talking about that. That yeah. is not a thing that exists, right? That like predates our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." Yeah, that would so be like the secular it. philosophy part of it. Secular philosophy, right? So, which basically about- is science and philosophy that's not 
based around secular just, religion. Yeah, secular just means yeah. non-religious, right? Yeah. It's not, it's like, yeah. I just wanted to point that out because some people may not full know. Full disclosure, I had to look it up. I, I, I'd heard yeah. the term secular, but I yeah. thought it was just different, different like sections of the church. Oh, like, no, no, I no. It, it just means like, not, it just means not, yeah. Not yeah. Pertaining to I know that now. Okay, good. All right. I'm um, glad you know. Oh, yeah. And if you are running like the new world order type of thing that these people have been like one of the big conspiracies is the Illuminati is running this like new world order ideal where they're trying to take over the world for the last 250 years. And like one of those things is they got to get the population of the planet down. So if you're into that, then suicide makes a lot of sense because it's like somebody's doing the work for you. So before, when I said I don't know why they were talking about suicide, and then it I makes sense now. You, you came full circle and why yeah. they would be. That that you, you got there through the acceptance of suicide. Yeah. You've you've gotten to oh, we need to make the population of the world small. Okay. Yeah. The other thing in this letter that um, Ush Schneider said was that they were also talking about like defending atheism, which, if you can imagine. Um, a monarchy with the church is a big no. You in the finger wag. Yeah. No, no, no. We will be doing that. And they also, they were thinking about starting a female branch of the order. This is in 1985. So that's only. I was going to say that's, that's very modern. That's a very modern yeah. piece of that puzzle. They were like in a lot of ways they were pretty modern. Like so, they, they were like we should let girls go to school. Maybe they can have their own set of the Illuminati. But they can't be a member of the Illuminati. Yeah, they yeah. can't be a member of our Illuminati, but we'll make their own. It's like they we are the NBA. We're gonna make the WNBA. We can't be in the NBA. They can only be in the WNBA. Yeah. We're the Illuminati. We're gonna make the women's Illuminati over here. Yeah, and the craziest thing to me that he said they were doing was they were going through the medical information and like the medical way to do abortions in 1785. That's nuts. I can't even imagine how gross and that'd be but as another part of the church especially the catholic church who for whatever yeah. reason wants you to have <laughs> the most babies you can they don't even like birth control they're not going to want you to uh i guess this is also the whole pro-life thing where you're like killing god's children and like it all harkens back to that and all piece. that yeah totally and that's why my dad has five brothers and uh, <laughs> his dad has like a whole whack of siblings Mm-hmm. And the Catholic shit stopped in my, in, in my generation. That's enough of that. We have one kid, and that is all we're having. Just one kid. Yeah. I don't have a farm. I don't need to populate my farm with children. I'm good. I'm good. So after this um, letter was written to the Grand Duchess, the Duke Elector of Bavaria, who was the husband of the Grand Duchess, he wrote an edict in 1784 banning the creation of any kind of society not previously authorized by law. So this kind of let Isaac Weishaupt and his Illuminati be like, well, we're already existing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) So we already exist. So this edict doesn't really pertain to us, but it did because they weren't like legally authorized or whatever. So then in the next year in 1785, after they kept doing like a little sidestep fuckery, the Baron Sovereign was like, all right, I'm making another edict. And it's like it expressly banned the Illuminati in course of carrying out and it carried out arrests of the members and stuff. And this is when the Bavarian police found 
like these secret documents that had like proof like they they didn't have proof but they had like notes saying that the Illuminati was in fact talking about all the stuff Schneider was talking about so they're like oh shit they're Amazing. talking about this stuff it's real so after that instead of just banning the Illuminati they went a step further and they issued a third edict in 1787 and which confirmed the order was prohibited and if you were caught being a member of the Illuminati you were put to death which is nutty it's nutty like, yeah that fucking escalated quickly so that's like <laughs> 11 years later they start they start the illuminati then 11 years later if you're caught in the illuminati you're fucking put to death so that's that and then um so this is when officially the illuminati disappeared but some people and this is also then this next step is also how the Illuminati turned into like the conspiracy theories wet dream because they showed up and everything because there's this Augustine Barul. He was like, I think he was a Catholic priest or something. He wrote a book called Memoirs Illustrating the History of Jacobson, Jacobinism, Jacob in 1797. So this is 10 years after the third edict. And in this book, he claims that the French Revolution was the result of a deliberate, deliberate conspiracy or plot to overthrow the throne, alter an aristocratic society in Europe. The plot was allegedly, the plot was allegedly <laughs> hatched by a allegedly. coalition of philosophers, Freemasons, and the Illuminati. Oh, so they're still around, and this guy who is a Catholic priest. So there's no way he's lying because Catholic priests never lie about anything. He was really? saying that the Illuminati was behind the French revolution. Now, if you're a monarchy and you're religious, the one thing you like the French revolution pretty much scared every Royal to their fucking core because it was, they dragged them out of the palace and decapitate them. Like, what was it? Mary Antoinette. And, uh, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Who was uh, her? Who's the guy? Henry. No, it wasn't Henry. Henry was Europe. Wasn't it Louis uh, the 14th? Louis. That's it. Yeah, it's Louis. Ah, King Louis the 14th. Louis seems like the least French name for me for some reason. Oh, U-I-S, Louis. But it's, it is the most French name because there was 14 King Louis. <laughs> I don't Not know. That's, that, that was probably just a thought I didn't need to say out loud. So you're welcome. <laughs> That's what the podcast is. You're like, oh, I have this thought. I'm just going to throw it and see if it sticks. Sometimes yeah. you say the name Sometimes. Louis doesn't sound French when it's quite obviously really a French. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, and the thing what the, the thing that uh, happened with this book was when August, Augustine Barul was writing this book, he was passing it out to his friends to kind of edit it and kind of fact check it and see what they thought. So he inadvertently started spreading this like conspiracy theory about the Illuminati, the Freemasons and philosophers and stuff. And then new authors would like, after they got all his notes, they're like, fuck, I'm going to write a book about this. This is salacious. So in 1798, a year after um, Barul's book came out, uh, John Robinson wrote proofs of conspiracy. It was a pulp. 
in future, when I take notes, I'm going to take out the words it, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So what's this? <laughs> it note? said okay. it's a polemic accusing Freemasonry of being polemic. infiltrated by Weishaupt's Order of the Illuminati after the Illuminati were outlawed. So this guy's saying that the way the Freemasons or the Illuminati got around getting put to death was they all went and took over the Freemasons and kind of went into their orders and stuff. But it's weird because if you look at it, Kinegi, the guy who convinced the Illuminati to adopt all these Freemason like rituals and stuff, wouldn't that have just made the Illuminati kind of a branch of the Freemasons? Oh, I read the, the historical piece of it is that basically the, uh, I don't know, the way, the way that I read about it was that like, do you remember what you read, by the way? Sorry. I wish I could so quote my sources. Cite their uh, sources. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's, uh, That's fine. I was just um, saying, just in case someone else wants to read it. Totally. I, uh, I should have written down my sources when I was reading about this, but the, uh, the Illuminati went to the Freemasons because the Freemasons were already pre-established and they wanted some of that, uh, some of that, you know, the, the ritualistic stuff and yeah. they needed the membership base because they weren't large. Right. Mm -hmm. So they actively used the Freemasons to help recruit more members of the Illuminati, but then the ratio got mixed up somehow where like there were so many more Freemasons and they weren't get, they were sort of like, there was a, a blend between the two where they, mm -hmm. uh, it was difficult to see who was who within the ranks and the Freemasons were like, well, we're the more powerful group. So we're just going to like take over those operations. So, so yeah. pretty much that that's how I read it, right? So I mean, if you want to get right down to it, you could even say that all of these edicts and stuff and ease and even that um the butthurt ex-member Uch Schneider, they could have been put up to it by the Freemasons who saw their power and membership being leached to the Illuminati. So yeah. you think they would be like, hey, send, let's get rid of these. Yeah, guys. it's that whole thing, right? The Illuminati yeah. were like getting too big for their britches, as one yeah. would say, right? They're like, okay, well, these guys are becoming a little bit too powerful. They're becoming a little bit too influential and they're going to take us over and we can't have that. They came to us for help. Now they're usurping us. We're not going to mm -hmm. let that happen. And we're already the larger group. So let's just yeah. sort of quash this before it gets big. Exactly. So other things talked about in this proofs of conspiracy was um, not just that they infiltrated the Masons and stuff, but he also claimed that they were actively working against the government and the church and they were making poisons because, I don't know, he was saying that the one way that uh, the Illuminati was killing a bunch of people was poisons because back in 1776, you couldn't just call that guy from CSI and be like, what? happened here and they do like a blood sample back then they're like he's dead and you look and you're like his Natural body causes. stopped working it's, yeah and they didn't the ghosts in his blood yeah. finally got to him yeah exactly <laughs> oh we should have used more leeches on that one should've i guess more then. leeches we should have yeah. way more leeches on him yeah. and they're also saying that um they were performing they were performing abortions at this point and that they were reading officials mail, like the mail of the officials, which why wasn't everybody doing this back then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they make reading someone else's mail a federal crime. But if you're a secret society. And you have to read other people's mail. Yeah, I would say yeah. for sure they were reading other people's mail. Oh, totally. Mail, yeah. 100%. Just like your boss is reading your emails. Yeah. And then <laughs> after... The So this guy named Jean-Baptiste Simonini, 
he gets his hands on Barul's first book. Okay, so this is kind of like so John Robinson wrote the proofs of conspiracy after the memoirs illustrating blah blah blah. And then John Petit was also a guy who read the memoirs illustrating and stuff. And then he got some of these cool ideas of himself because he was a military guy and he was saying that he since he was like this hot shit dickhead military guy that he was approached by Jewish people which they always get fucked over all of society like if you listen back to the Freemason or not the Freemason the um, Knight Templars episodes I did the Jews also got fucked over in that because the king of France owed them money and that was Louis the fourth so these Louis guys they don't like secret societies yeah um, so yeah, John Baptiste wrote this letter. I like how there's all these stuff happen. Like you're like going through society and going through history, and then someone writes a letter and the whole world changes. <laughs> and I was thinking about that too. Like, yeah, you don't hear about those things anymore. Right? Yeah. Like you know, one person at that time could change the course of history, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like now when like remember that thing. I don't know if people still say this, but it was like when a Karen was complaining about someone something, she'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna write a letter." And this was like back when we were like 20s and something. We're like, nobody writes letters. Nobody anymore. writes letters. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. But apparently, it killed the Illuminati right. by one guy writing a letter. Yeah, much more commonplace in 1776 with the <laughs> yeah. scarcity of like if you so think about it this way, it mm. wasn't like. I could I can like flick a booger and hit a piece of paper in my house somewhere, right? Yeah. In 1776, paper wasn't a widespread thing. You had to like mm-hmm. right. Like so if a letter shows up on paper, you're like, this person means business because they use this resource that is extremely <laughs> scarce. And like 12 people know how to write and mm-hmm. even less know how to read. If shit, if a letter shows up, they are not fucking around. Yeah, right? a letter like, was like the equivalent of your mom using all three of your names when you were a kid. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. So oh this letter Jean Baptiste wrote basically reiterated that uh, the Illuminati. Well, he said like, that. Sorry, um, total aside. I feel like uh, on a side note, you just tried to trick me into using my full name in an Illuminati podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you cut out, so it didn't was, come across. Oh, so. I was so close. It was you were so saved close. by failing technology yeah. from the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I he, cut you yeah, off. Go ahead. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so he was saying this uh, Jean Baptiste guy said that the actual there was these power brokers who were mm, what did he say? Because it's weird. Because it's like it doesn't quite say. It's weird because it doesn't say that the he was saying there's power brokers in the european government trying to take over stuff but he doesn't say if that's above the illuminati or below the illuminati so he was saying he didn't like well he was saying that there was this power brokerage that was behind the french revolution and was running the illuminati and the freemasons but he didn't say if it was running the freemasons or the freemasons were running in or whatever but he was saying the jews were involved somehow so he's the guy who first linked 
Jewish people to the Illuminati and the secret society and stuff. So Barul gets this letter saying all this stuff. So he starts giving it out to his friends again because Barul can't keep shit to himself. And then they share it with each other and then it spreads everywhere. And it's like it went all over the Western world and it got so far as it went to the States. And this guy, Z Timothy Dwight, he he quoted, if the United States didn't stop the Illuminati, religion would be eradicated from the country within 100 years. So. It's kind of annoying because the stuff that I I looked up, they're all like they get to this point. And then they're like, everybody was at this fever pitch and fear, fear of the Illuminati. But there's no real proof of the Illuminati because they, I guess they were a smart secret society, if they're still a secret society. And they just kind of laid off everything. And right. since, since. Um, so what happened to those documents that they found before when they were ostracizing them? The sacred documents? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, the earlier when we were talking about it, uh, that part, I wasn't really sure about that part, but like the. The magistrate, the government, uh, the oh my god, the duke and the duchess. Oh, they, so what happened so was they, they this found guy. Little... Just to reiterate, yeah. Um, to circle back around, <laughs> passive aggressive wording. Uh, so what happened was Uch Schneider said they were doing all this bad shit, and then they passed these edicts. They passed the first edict, and it said. You can't start a new secret. You can't start a new society. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then the second edict was like, no, you can't be an Illuminati. And then they searched the Illuminati and they found those sacred documents that basically right. said, yes, they were doing all this right. shit that Uch Schneider did. Yeah. And then the third edict was like, all right, you guys have been fucking around. You're going to find out. We're going to kill yeah. you all. <laughs> so that was supposedly, that's the point in like, what was that? Um, 1787 that was the yeah. point where i think they probably just disappeared or they just turned into this like well, it's fucking not worth dying to have like a little coke binge meeting with my dudes in the forest so and actually adam weishaupt himself actually got out of the illuminati at this point and he lost his job teaching somewhere and then he kind of just fuck fuckered off and um Wait, what does it say? Oh, yeah. So he fucked off and then he actually helped. He actually decided to like start helping the church and stuff because he was a broken man and he need, still needed a job. So he taught philosophy at, in Saxony. I think he was where he mm. went to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he lost his job and was ba- it was banished from Germany. Wait, where's Saxony? Fuck. I was gonna look this up, and I did it. It's it's in Germany. It's, oh, is uh, it? Yeah, I believe it is very very West Germany. Okay, so it's not part of Bavaria, right? East Germany. So he it's got not, it. Would he be got, to the, it would be to the east of Germany. It's funny because there's these Third. like European countries, and they're so small. And you think back then that it's like, oh, he was banished from bc and he had to go live in alberta and you're like wow that must have been hard (laughs) it's not even that it was like he was banished he's uh he was uh, banished from vancouver and he had to go move to fernie (laughs) that's a good point that's actually it's like it's it's much smaller there than it is here so it'd be like crossing the province to the other side it's still an eight-hour drive but uh you know and back then it would have been like fucking two weeks by (laughs) a two-week horse and carriage journey (laughs) yeah we're still for supplies so historically, this is where 
the Illuminati ended, but these guys, Barul, Schneid or whatever, and um, Simonini, they were all like pitching this high fever and stuff, but then they kind of disappeared. And then after Timothy Dwight made the statement that if the Illuminati doesn't get, if we don't fucking get rid of these guys, religion's going to be gone. And then as I don't know if you've looked around lately, but there's still churches. So religion never left <laughs> and people were like, and again, if I can just tell you about Germany, you can yeah. just walk. There's just churches everywhere in Germany. Yeah. Everywhere. So when I was in Munich, it's like, I walked out of my hotel and I walked across this park and there's a church. And then I walked like down that block. And there's a church on the other end mm-hmm. of the block. And there's a, it's like, like a Starbucks in downtown Vancouver. It's the same thing. You can walk a few feet and there's another one. Mm-hmm. So back then it was, it was, it's funny because I was reading this article or whatever, and they were talking about how back in 17, I guess we're at like 1797 turn of the century, Germany, the people back then were the same as us when it comes to media, because everything back then was sensationalized and stuff. So they didn't like a lot, like the general public didn't really believe all these rumors. They just thought it was like, they thought it was fake news. Right. And then when nothing happened, they're like, ah, oh, these guys are full of shit. So the Illuminati just disappears. Nobody even thinks about them again until the 70s in the States. Nin- the 1970s? In the yeah, United the 1970s. Because. Okay. Oh, I thought you said, okay. Like you're going to say, okay. Something. No, I was just curious. Okay. So I was actually just going to ask you that. I'm like, so where does this leave mm-hmm. us with the modern version of the Illuminati? So it creeps yeah. back up in the 70s. So, so, so two hundred years it lays dormant. Yeah, it basically lays dormant. Probably gathering power in these underground caves where they're wearing hoods and worshiping snakes and stuff. And so, in, each other on the backside with paddles. Yeah, in the seventies, there's this guy Robert Welch who started the uh, John Birch Society. He started in the fifties, and this is basically like some super right wing society to get rid of communism from the world. Um, I looked up the website and I was like, there's like a couple websites I looked up for with this specifically, like this John Birch society. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to read too much into this, but I also looked up this thing called history reviewed and I, and it's like the truth they've been hiding from you. And I was like, these seem like radicalization websites Probably. because this is the one I found um, the uh, Simone letter, Simonini letter yep. on there Simonini. talking about yep. how he, because all the other places just said that Simonini wrote this letter. Right. But uh, so I went to this like radical website and found out what he actually said in the letter, even though they didn't say that much. They just said, but they, they were the ones who pointed out that this is where the point where the Jewish people were connected to the Illuminati thing and stuff. So if you want, if you have like a lot of moral fortitude and you won't be radicalized, then go check out the John Birch Society because it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, ooh, it's like when you talk to your crazy right wing uncle <laughs> for a while and then you're like, all right, I'm done. This is too much. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I got to go. Yeah. yeah. So um, someone wrote this, Robert Welch, they wrote a letter and they, they claimed their name was Ho Chi Zen. And this letter claimed that the Illuminati already controlled 96.5% of the world and now are ready to publicly reveal themselves. And this was in the 70s. So I guess this okay. is where that part of like, 
oh shit they control everything and the seven, 60s and 70s in america was a crazy time it's period. Nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Like this is when you had the CIA doing like fucking Project Mockingbird and the like MK Ultra. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Like yeah. MK Ultra, where they're just fucking dosing people with LSD and yeah. mind controlling. Let's them. see what happens. Yeah. And then you have like Charles Manson, and they're like saying that that was MK Ultra, and they dosed him to try to get rid of the hippies and stuff. And yep. that, and then you also have like last episode we were talking about the cult beliefs of the nazis you had a bunch of the pre-nazi germans who were like weirdo hippies and stuff they're actually the ones who went to california and started the hippie scene because they're trying to get this like back to nature type of deal thing so this all just kind of points out how the u.s was just full of like people doing fuckery and stuff so it was like it was a fertile ground and it was relatively lawless by comparison right i mean like it's difficult for us to sort of imagine the sixties and the seventies. I mean, I was born in the seventies. I think you were too, Yeah. but like we didn't live Barely. through that part of it. Right. Like yeah. it's, but it's, it's one of those things where like the more I read about the sixties and seventies in, in North America, I'm like, what the actual hell was going on? Like yeah, and it's nobody crazy. controlled anything. It was yeah. just, it was absolutely lawless. And it was nuts because it's like in one country, like in one part of the country, you have the hippies, in California and stuff. And then in the other part of the country, you have like this, like they're still holding on to like the fifties ideal where it's like, do what you're told, be proper. They still hold on to the fifties ideal today too. Right? Yeah. Like there's still like, people. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's glorified and glamorized, right? Like if you mm-hmm. look at the, uh, I know we're not trying to talk about this, but like the Christian right is extremely, yeah. it's still rooted deeply in the values of the 1950s, like the sort of the post-war, the post-war, mm-hmm. like, good solid wholesome america that's like the whole genesis or the we're gonna say mm. genesis again it's the whole phil collins of the thing uh but it's <laughs> but, it, but it is it's it's like the, i get that, the allure because if i could just go to work and it was like based on meritocracy and people saw what i was doing and then i would get money then i would get a house and i get kids and then i could just die happy that'd be perfect but it's well, just kind of so you're so you're looking at that like that model is the basis for the success of capitalism so mm. the i not to i'm not trying to go off on a tangent here but like that sort of 1950s post-war perfect white picket fence leave it to beaver america is mm. the basis for the model of the success of capitalism if everybody contributes so yeah right so you can see why they wouldn't want communism and they don't want the hippies and they want to get rid of all of this stuff it's like this is threatening the american way of life and you so, could even argue that capitalism lost its way when it left those ideals behind and started looking at stuff like exponential growth where it's like every company has to make more money than they did last year so they have to cut costs any way they could because exactly. in the 50s it was just it's not like, sustainable right in yeah, the 50s, it was, was like a low, more lower population yeah in yeah, the 50s it was demand. more of like a sustainable capitalism where yeah. it's like your grocery store would hire you give you a good wage and they wouldn't be buying produce from Mexico just because yeah. it's cheaper and then losing the labor that they had at home to Mexico and stuff like this is all like pre-free, pre-free so, trade and so stuff. in a way, if you want to tie it back to like the rise of the Illuminati in secret and having it not actually happen underneath all of that is a power grab for the pieces left over or the missed opportunity to capitalize on that way of life. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice breeding ground for uh, for for something 
like the Illuminati to resurface. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and the problem is when you get a, something like the Illuminati, you can just say, oh, they're behind that because it's like oh. this big cartoonish bad thing where it's like anything yeah. you can explain, like in the Middle Ages, they're like, oh, that's just God and Satan at work. And now yeah. you could just be like, well, that's just capitalism and the Illuminati. They're doing all that. Um, so, and you can see why religion would hate that because it's taking away mm -hmm. from the like of God being in charge of all that. Now it's yeah. a group of people or a cabal or like a group of influential folks being like, we're calling the shots. So the church is going to be like, the fuck you are. God's calling the shots. Otherwise, yeah, my exactly. business model falls apart. So <laughs> and the reason that the church hates capitalism so much is because nobody's going to pay for the church and their taxes. And because yeah. back then they're giving 10% of their oh, money dude, the tithes to the is, check. That's still the biggest the piece of the church. Yeah. That's still the largest portion of the church is how much money they can get from their. And it was more back then. Block. Yeah. Because totally. now it's like you pay like a suggested fee and stuff. But back then it was like, give us 10% of your paycheck or get the F out and go to hell. And you didn't want to go to hell. So you're like, I'll pay you 10%. For Jesus. <laughs> okay. And then after that Robert Welch article, what there's this other guy named Robert Anton Wilson, and he worked at Playboy. And he there was this like back in the 60s and 70s, there was also this thing where people were trying to like it's kind of convoluted and it's like the weather underground and stuff, like I mentioned before. So this place, this like um this Discordianism, which is based off this um, this document or book called the Principia, Principia Discordia, and I started reading it, and they used like old 60s too big of words for no reason. And I was like, I'm not reading this. I don't have time for this. And so, but their whole Discordianism is based around that. And it's basically what they were going to do was they're going to pull off elaborate pranks to undermine mainstream values. So it's like they're kind of, you would do a prank on someone's values and then it would kind of show how fake and or how fragile and dumb those values are. So it's like, it's kind of like when you, when I, I do this in my life all the time where I, there's new slang terms and I use them ironically so people can see how dumb they are. But and it then becomes part don't. of your lexicon. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm just a guy. They don't using see it. And you're a dumb. guy using yeah. cool, cool old slang. Nobody goes, wow, Dale, you're really smart to use that dumb slang term ironically. So we understand how dumb we sound when we say that. So we stop saying it. Now I just say dumb slang terms to the old right wing guy at work because he hates it. And it's hilarious. So, yeah, basically, this is like look that over whole, here for me. <laughs> yeah. Post modernism thing where it's like you show something to be ridiculous and you just expect that somehow karma or society's keeping track and they'll be like well they showed how dumb this is so we're going to just change all of society and make it work better so that's why you've never heard of discordianism before because it's dumb but robert anton wilson in his efforts to do these dumb pranks and stuff started publishing articles that he said they received as letters in actual playboy magazine and these were like these he was like these were all made up but they were saying dumb stuff like the illuminati didn't have left nipples that's how you could tell they were but then they also said stuff like the illuminati's the the people responsible for hitler 
or the Illuminati assassinated JFK. And then you kind of say stuff like that. And there's always going to be a group of people who believe you because if you, what else is there to believe? And there's always going to be a assassinated JFK. And there's going to always going to be a segment of the population that needs something to believe in. That's not, uh, not the church. Right. So like, okay, that sounds, that sounds logical to me. I can make those steps based on weird shit I've seen in the course of my life. And what's easier to believe um, that this group of capitalists who just want money and power set up to put Hitler in play or what we went over last time when it was like this weirdo stuff based on theosophy that had to do with like root races and like crazy bullshit. Like if you're going to pick one of those two for the like most plausible, Occam's razor would have you say the Illuminati were in charge. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's and then this was like all in the 70s. So that's kind of where like if those are the two big ones, like they made Hitler and they assassinated JFK. So it's like that kind of puts the seed of the Illuminati are working behind everything. Right. Because those are two very big, impactful pieces that like had a that sort of marred the American psyche at the mm-hmm. time. Right. Like we what is it? The World War Two was. It went ended what nineteen forty nine something like that yeah. nineteen forty six somewhere in that forty nine mm-hmm. uh, so that is right now what is that almost seventy five years ago yeah and, and people still talk about Hitler and the influence that Hitler had on everything so like it's a giant piece the JFK oh, yeah. assassination I remember talking to my mom about that right mm-hmm. like my mom was uh, born in nineteen fifty five so she was a teenager when JFK was assassinated and it was like the even their schooling stopped yeah and they like turned on the radio and everyone was glued to the radio listening about this thing so these are like giant impactful things that like took over the imagination of the world at the time so if you're going to start spouting some shit about the (laughs) illuminati rising up out of nowhere you take the most impactful pieces this is like this is like creating a cult 101 you take mm-hmm. the most impactful pieces and play on that and use that to uh, to like drive home how important your facts are or your your pieces are not facts i guess your your the pieces of your puzzle right mm-hmm. yeah and then so okay that's kind of like the whole thing and now i kind of want to get into the ike stuff Sure. But this is also like we only got 20 minutes left till you because yeah. you have a hard out i have to i got a hard out so I kind of wanted this stuff that I don't want to just skim through because it's so good. So do you want to do a two-parter? Let's do that. Yeah. Cause at first I was like, obviously we'll do a two-parter have the history of the Illuminati and then all the crazy bullshit after. But then I was like, well, that makes the first part boring, but we already just went over an hour talking about the first part. So. Oh yeah. So we're going to be in it for the next bit. Okay. Let's make it a two-parter then. Okay. Yeah. I just want to cover a couple things. Like we were talking about how, the Illuminati did the Hitler or not did, but were said to have done the Hitler and JFK thing. And then you get a guy like, so that's where it kind of started growing in the seventies. And now we come to present day where you have a guy like David Icke, who is the crazier British Alex Jones. And he's saying not familiar with David Icke. So I was hoping you would No, I hope you would give me maybe a little. Okay. I will, because he is, he's, like I said before, something was conspiracy heroin. David Icke is conspiracy heroin because he is the same guy from England who was a former 
footballer, like a yeah, soccer player. Yes. And no. then he he was he played professional football yep. and then he had to quit because he got arthritis. And then he became like an on-air personality talking about football and all this stuff. And then he went into politics. And then while he was in politics, he saw the way shits run. And then he just fucking got red pilled. His brain broke. And now he believes that the reptilians are running everything through the Illuminati. Okay. Okay. This guy is crazy. Cool. Yeah. All right. But, um, he, he is crazy, but there's these things called iconism, icisms, where through his fervored craziness he has said some very wise things and there's a thing that he calls the prs which is um problem reaction solution so this is his way of saying how the illuminati um came up with power so you present a problem which is like a false flag and then you the public has the reaction. So the public gets outraged. And then the solution is offered by the same people who presented the problem. Now, when I say this, you should like make a bunch of shit click. Yeah. And some of the examples of this are the Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> so the Gulf of Tonkin, the problem, the problem or false flag was American ships were attacked in the Gulf of Tonkin by North Vietnamese warships in the, and stuff the public was outraged because they're like how dare the north vietnamese attack us when we're not even involved in the vietnam war yeah but the problem is this never fucking happened right but the solution is the u.s government gets back and they get in the vietnam war yeah so if you take just that one example you could see how it is easy enough to use this prs system to get in another one is Weapons of mass destruction. That was a like, big one. That's one from our time that you can absolutely make that yeah. fits that format. And then there's one from last year where it was like, you know how there's all this defund the police stuff and everybody's like, well, all, like this one's not as clear as the other ones. They're like, well, crime's going to spike or whatever. So the FBI releases numbers saying that homicides went up 30% in 2020 but they're like, they started cherry picking numbers and they didn't, right. they didn't disclose where they got all their facts from. Like they, like what they could have just done was being like this small town right. randomly had 30% more murders and right. kind of, you know, Oh, I know. You know I, I, cherry so, picking stuff. so I, I like, yeah. I come from an analytics background. So yeah, you mm-hmm. use the numbers that you want to make your case, right. You can do, if you don't, oh, yeah. like, you can extrapolate numbers in any way you want. So, yeah. And then Ikeism number two is called planting the flag. And that's where either consciously or subconsciously <laughs> it's, it's not having sex. On, uh, it's um, where the first solution you hear to a problem is rooted. It's like kind of like the flag being planted. And right. so it's kind of like subconsciously that becomes the strongest. And then you back that up more than you should. So and then it's based on it being the prevalent piece and the largest piece and the easiest to see piece and then ikism number three is energy flows where the attention goes Mm -hmm. and this is basically like whatever you pay attention to you in your life that's where all the energy you're giving goes to so that's why it's like is this kind of goes with planting the flag he's not wrong he's not wrong on that one that's the problem see like i mean david is very wise in well, these points it's not those are just infallible crazy. those are infallible theories of that have been here forever right like there's nothing mm-hmm. 
that's the grass is greener where you water it. Fucking of course, right? Like it's, yeah. but if you brand it, market it and say it as this is one of my tenets of being and people are like, oh, I get that. Yeah, you get that because it's fucking life. That's the way it goes, right? Like, well, yeah. Like the problem is David Icke is saying stuff like this and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Of course the it makes sense to you. The grass does grow more where I water it. And then yeah. he throws in reptilians and reptilians. stuff. Reptilians. Like, yeah. Well, he was so right about that other huh. thing. Was is he right about this? Yeah, exactly. They yeah. did trick us to get into Vietnam. Are yeah. they secretly running the socks? I don't know. <sighs> the stuff. <laughs> yeah, this could be a two-parter, no problem. <laughs> yeah, like that. We should make it a two-parter, and we can cut it right there. Oh. Which sucks because we didn't get into my boy Isaac Weishaupt stuff because he, but he goes save that for the next one. He goes deep 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 like he talks about fucking saturn worship and shit and like goes there like how um it's gonna be hard to kind of get this all because it's like there's like two types of conspiracies there's like the illuminati are running everything because they're capitalists and then there's the reptilians are running everything because they're trying to eat our energy and sustain their lives so those are like the two, like there's the money power part and then there's the spiritual part. So I have, I have like, I have questions about that. So, yeah. so like, so I have, I have origin questions for the reptilian people. And I don't know if Ike speaks about this or not, or I don't have, uh, I don't know if I've done enough research on it, but like what, where did the reptilian people come from? Have they always been here? Are they aliens? Are they, how does it all tie um, back? So like, if the reptilian people are using us for power or using us for like to sustain their life force, where did these reptilian people come from to start? Uh, that's the thing. Apparently if they came, they're aliens. I came here a long time ago. Like okay. they would be like, you'd have to look his, at history. Like you'd Almost. have to look into the lore of humans and stuff. Like the reptilians would have been Lucifer in the Bible who gave Eden oh, the oh, apple. Yeah. And then they found, one thing uh, Weishaupt said, the podcaster in his book, he said that they the earliest form of kind of deity worship is this in a cave in, oh, fuck, I can't remember where it was. Um, but anyways, in this cave, here, I'll see if I can find it because I don't want to give you false information. But um, 70,000, oh, here it is. Uh, 70,000 years ago in a cave or in a cave in Botswana, they found the 70,000 year old depiction of people worshiping a serpent. So that's the, so serpent. Yeah. So again, and serpent's like a huge, uh, icon for like everything. Right. So the Illuminati is serpent eh, serpents and they're saying the the reason that the serpent is this huge icon is because the reptilians have always been, well, not always been here, but have been here that long. It's, it's also evolution, right? Like we come from even science is like, we come from fish, right. Or we come from the Mm. ocean. We come from like a scaly reptilian background to start with, Mm. right? Like all of evolution is based on this whole theory. So, okay. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, the red never pill, evolved. pill yeah. where that actually came from, I don't know if it, because the Matrix uses it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if the Matrix got it from somewhere else, because the Matrix was kind of no, I don't think it taken did. from a book. Well, the Matrix and the Terminator t- Terminator series, they were both lifted from this one book that I can't remember the name of, oh, okay. because, and so, they kind of 
stole the source material and didn't give the author the proper stuff. So whatever that book was probably had the red pill, blue pill in it. And one like, of David Icke's books is called something about the matrix, like the people of the matrix. Oh yeah. And it's, it has a picture of aliens on it mm. or sorry, reptilians on it. So like, I'm like, I'm wondering if it's uh or wait, was the red pill, blue pill from Alice in Wonderland too? Well, that was down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. Blue. I'm going to look it up because everybody's looking it up to you. I'll race you. Okay. I'm on the Wikipedia. It's from, it's from the matrix. The, for the, the terms referred to as seen from the matrix. Yeah. Where he's giving Neo the chance yeah. to go back under or, um, I feel like, hold on. Ah, but in 1970 novel, The Perfect Day, the lead protagonist, Chip, is given a red pill to, tr to trigger physical reactions in order to fool a Metacenter family. Uh, in THX 1138. George Lucas's pre-Star Wars book. Yeah, I actually have ever, a copy. I have a copy of it. it. I've read it. Yeah, I've read it too. It's not that long. But it, yeah, kinda, the funny thing about that book was uh, it's in the future. So nobody yeah. has sex, but they have this chair where you sit in and it basically as a dude, it milks you. And I was always so, like, would that be so bad? <laughs> I, I'm down. I'm down. For that. I'm, down for, <laughs> I'm down for a good milking. Uh, no, I, the, the uh, and that's like that's where George Lucas named the sound program. THX. Yeah. Like that's from that book. And mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, I got to go here pretty quick. Um, thank you again for coming out. Oh, I set up a Patreon. If you give me some money, I'll give Jeff a slice because he's doing such a good job <laughs> of being my co-host, special guest, slash whatever it is. Um, uh, yeah, that's it's just milkmaid. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> go to Patreon wherever, and then it's just called The Dale Show, and you can sign up. I think I set it up so there's three different things. Five bucks a month gets you nothing. Sorry. 10 bucks a month, you get a sticker every three months. And then the 40 bucks a month, which you don't have to do, gets you like a sticker, then a hat, then a shirt, then a hoodie. And if you want to just get one of those, you can go to the Redbubble store because I came up with a design for the Dale show. It's yep. just one that's TDS and it's like, old school like 70s font it looks pretty dope and then there's one with the triface skull which is the logo you would have seen uh as a thumbnail for the show so i'll put the link for both of those in the show notes um you can find me on twitter at super jeff's on twitter again find me at mr goats yeah um the the show doesn't really have anything specific for it there is a anchor website but you can get on. Oh, some fucking asshole started a Dale show on Spotify, but he called it the Dale show after the pitfall term. And now when you search the Dale show in Spotify, it comes up with that. So if you search the Dale show and you see an exante over the E, that's that guy's show. Yeah. Mine's just the Dale show. Dale. But 
I am also pretty happy with myself that I was the first one. So now this guy, he's like, I'm going to start a Dale show. And then he went to set it up and then he saw that I had it and he was like that motherfucker. And then I want him to go listen to it and just hear these crazy conspiracy theories and be like, damn it. <laughs> or just go watch. Um, this is also on YouTube. It's inter interspeckled with uh, the outrage factory. That's my other podcast with Derek Bolin and um, yeah, you can watch it there. So if you want to do the audio thing, just go to your favorite podcatcher, find us the Dale show. If you want to see the video, go to YouTube search outrage factory. It'll show up in that feed. I'll put a link in the show notes. Have I done that before? I should because yeah. Okay. I will do that. I'll put a link for the video in the show notes. If you're listening to just the audio. Jeff, do you want to share anything? Let's. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to part two of this uh, of this series. It's about talking about the Illuminati and talking about the reptilian people because I'm curious. Uh, yeah. If you have a bifurcated tongue, get at us. I want to see that. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Enjoy your uh, two weeks or whatever till we see you next. Bye. Um,